Hello, my little strangelings. On this podcast, I discuss the world's folklore, myths, legends, and superstition. I explore what these stories meant to the cultures that shared them, the different uses of lore in our modern day entertainment, and the history of it all. Welcome to Folklore Friday. Today we're going to be talking about Roswell, New Mexico, and also Area 51 and some other topics that I had everybody look up, including myself. And, but we'll start with introductions. So I am Megan and I'm the host. Well, I hit my chest when I did that. <laughs> so I am Megan and we're going to say our ages just so that we can see the difference in ages to see what kind of like the things that we heard and the differences that we've heard in our lives. So I'm Megan, I am Megan and I'm 30 years old. So I am Nick, and I'm 25 years old. Okay. I'm Tyra, and I'm 19 years old. Cool beans. Okay, uh, and at the time, or the time of this recording, it is March 27th, 2020, and that means that we're in the thick of the coronavirus. And earlier, Nick was telling us how he he has a lot of the symptoms minus the fever but but talk to me about that so you're basically like stuck in your room yeah yeah so i've had to you know as a lot of people have as well um we our lives have been interfered with this whole situation so i've had to move towns i've had to end my lease agreement and i've unfortunately at the age of 25 had to move back in with my parents oh my which is oh so pleasant and and not embarrassing whatsoever um, oh, it's but so course, hard. You know, it, possibly having the coronavirus and then being around um, people in their like 50s, I have to be very concerned about possibly um, being contagious still and giving it to them. So I've been um, really enjoying my alone time in my room. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that, that's the only so place sad. I get to be. Um, yeah, it, I, I feel like I'm um in like my late stage of like life and i'm like <laughs> i have like caregivers <laughs> you know so um oh wow yeah. i'm officially quarantined inside of a quarantine lockdown Dang. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. i don't get to go to the kitchen um you know things like that uh, i don't want to get them sick but yeah. so I'll, I'll do what i i'll do what i have to but it sucks. That does. Do you have your own bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Luckily. And I don't have to like go into the main house to like, you know, do my business. Yeah. Cause I could just imagine you like holding the door. Like I have to pee everybody out. <laughs> everybody out. Walk out in my bubble suit. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Damn, how do I get this thing off? <laughs> and Tyra, how are you faring? today and this week oh my god i just it's just so hard like being around my parents all the time it's become like it's just it's just so difficult like my parents they're very stressed out about everything that's happening you know it's affecting their jobs it's affecting like everything so it's just like it's like constantly they're like constantly stressed out like all the time and i can just feel it and it makes me stressed out and it just causes like a lot of tension and it's just it's just 
it's just really stressful and it's not it's not a great time yeah mm-hmm. not i can relate i can really relate yeah because we're on facetime listeners nick was nodding the whole time tyra was talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. um yeah and tyra you're at that age where you're ready to spread your wings and, and move on. Leave the nest. Let's <laughs> like, go. Get out. <laughs> and it's yeah. such an awkward time to be like, nope. oh, you can't go anywhere. You can't nope. get a job. Can't go nope. Forget about getting your own apartment. <laughs> nope. Just stuck home doing nothing. <laughs> For God knows how long. God. And that's the part that I hate so much is like, is like not knowing like how long we're going to be stuck here. Yeah. yeah. How long is it going to last? Yeah, um, you can't make any plans. You know, exactly. no long-term exactly. plans. Um, we don't know what, like, the world's going to look like after this. I mean, not that it's going to be, like, this huge difference. Mm-hmm. But, you know, things will definitely be different, mm-hmm. especially for, for a while. Um, who knows? Yeah. Um, yesterday, Faye... Was it yesterday? I don't remember. I think it was Faye said that... Here in Bellingham, they were taking the the homeless population and taking them to Bellingham High School. And that exploded my brain because I just thought, whoa, 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 whoa. There's some, that's problematic. But today, when I was driving home, I always pass uh, the Lighthouse Mission, which is the homeless shelter here in my town. And it was, it was the only time I've ever seen nobody there. There was no one there. All the doors were closed. And it that freaked me out because there's always transients. There's always like 30 to 50 people. And that, that was the first time I was like, Oh my God, there's like literally no one out here. And of all the places, no one has good memories of a high school. And they're like stuck in a like prison for teenagers. Like this just, Oh my God, that sucks. They can Uh feel the teenage. It's just just like coming out of walls. You know, it's all in the air vents. Can't like. I only now made that connection of how that's like extra layer of crap. (laughs) You have a good point. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how that's working out, but I definitely didn't see anybody today. But Mm -hmm. well, for me, I still have a job for now. Because there's always going to need to be a radio station. I I got my appetite back because <laughs> I had a... I, I just... When this started happening, I just lost my appetite. Like, I just stressed. And I'm usually, like, a three-meal-a-day person. But it's been, like, one and a half. But I take, like, like different vitamins and medications, like, throughout the day. And I, I have to eat. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And so I wasn't taking, like, all my iron and all this other stuff. And I just was like, what's wrong with me? And, like, it was just like, <laughs> And Chris was like, speaking, you take more iron than a pregnant woman, and you're not taking any right now. Like, you're <laughs> yeah. eating. So, That's so funny. Yeah. And so yeah. my one of my jobs, because I don't have a lot of receptionist work, is we're, we're updating this website with all the restaurants of, like, who's open, what are their hours, how can you get takeout. And so we made the, the list a while ago, but since the governor made his announcement to basically lock down, I've been updating it. But since I work in the morning, <laughs> most of the restaurants are open. So I'm just looking on Facebook and Instagram where they have these 
beautiful pictures of their food and like all their like how they like display it in their takeout things and there's someone like scooping food into a takeout box and closing i was like oh my god i'm so hungry <laughs> so it was about oh, 96 restaurants and like i'm just doing that for like three hours looking at all of their social media so oh it came oh. back with a force <laughs> so my appetite's back and it just took really good. three hours of like looking at delicious food <laughs> so, oh my god this is making me hungry so i'm like just imagining what it looks like yeah i have the opposite problem of that i'm eating too much food like i'm like too stressed out so i'm eating too much yeah yeah so bad and i've been like trying like really hard like <laughs> only need three meals a day i don't need to have snacks in between all of them yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like stress eating it's like i don't know what's gonna happen but i like eat for stress and it's just Area 51, the nation's best-kept secret. A place of mystery, intrigue, and conspiracy theories. Area 51, or Homey Lake Air Force Testing Center, was created in 1955 and is located in Lincoln County, Nevada. The story goes that whatever was found in the UFO crash landing of 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico, was taken to Los Alamos, New Mexico for safekeeping, until the government built a facility specifically to study it and house it safely. Lincoln County is 880 miles, a 13 and a half hour drive from Roswell. The signs surrounding the perimeters warn that military personnel are authorized to use lethal force if necessary on anyone who insists on trespassing. Truth seekers from all over the country have protested and asked for answers on this top secret military base. So what is happening in Area 51? Is it just merely a testing center for the Air Force? Or are they creating and testing stealth technology? Or are they keeping something more? Something from beyond our planet. Tell me, what do you think? to do this uh, a while ago because I wanted a distraction and Tyra and Nick and Faye who you heard last time were all very happy to join me because we don't have much to do these days yeah yeah this is also something I'm like always interested in talking about and learning more about <laughs> watching videos on so yeah this is this is fun for me cool <laughs> So I gave everybody different topics. And so I'm going to set it up. I'm just going to give us a little bit of historical context so that we could see what was going on in the world um, before and during 1947. I think that's really important. And I had to like, I had to brush up on some facts. I, I wasn't clear. So this was good yeah. for me. Because I, I wish I could just pull things out of my head. Like... 
here's when the war started, here's and here's how it ends and here's why it ended, but I didn't. But remember. you're not a history professor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so World War II was from 1939 to 1945. Pearl Harbor was bombed by Japan on December 7th, 1941, and it nearly wiped out the U.S. Navy. And that is what made the United States join World War II. Then we joined the Allies, which was made up of, after we joined, the U.S., Great Britain, Russia, and France. And we fought against the Axis, a.k.a. Rome, Berlin, Tokyo, and Tokyo. So so during that time, so we sent our people overseas and fought and fought and fought. And then, eventually, Albert Einstein and Robert Oppenheimer um, worked on the Manhattan Project. Einstein warned that the Germans were researching an atomic bomb and suggested that the United States do the same. And both scientists were involved in the Manhattan Project, which was the U.S. government program during World War II that developed and built the first atomic bombs. Okay. By 1944, 6,000 scientists and engineers from leading universities and industrial research labs were at work on the development of the first ever nuclear weapon. For security reasons, the facility was located in the desert near Los Alamos, New Mexico, which I did not know. So Los Alamos is about 225 miles away from Roswell. So it's about a three and a half hour drive. And that is interesting to me, but because yeah. uh, I just didn't know that. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. I just had to throw that nugget in there. <laughs> like, all right. And then in May of 1945, Allies, the Allies defeated Germany. Okay, Yay! Which is good. Needed to happen. They defeated. They defeated Germany two months before the atomic bomb was complete. War with Japan continued, however, and in August 1945, it seemed that an invasion of Japan itself might be necessary to force the Japanese to surrender. Military advisors to President Truman warned that such a ground war would result in the deaths of tens or hundreds of thousands of young men in the U.S. forces, as well as deaths in many Japanese military personnel and civilians. After receiving no reply to his threat that prompt and utter destruction would follow if the Japanese did not surrender unconditionally, Truman authorized the use of the bomb in Japan. And then, of course, we know that in August, only the next month, bombs, August 1945, bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Six days later, after the Soviet declared war on Japan, the Japanese government signed an unconditional surrender and World War II was over. And then um, the development of the atomic bomb had repercussions that would continue to resonate throughout the 20th century, particularly in the Cold War, which sucks. We had one war and then we had like the threat of a war immediately after. Spies within the research and development facility at Los Alamos, most notably scientist Klaus Fuchsius, I don't know if I said that right, gave the Soviet Union information about the nuclear program that helped the Soviets develop their own atomic weapon by 1949. I had no idea that it was leaked information that gave them the ability to do that. That's wild. Isn't that suck? That whole, so that whole thing about like um, Russian spies came from this, like any kind of oh. fiction that you read, it's because there was a Russian spy and he got some incredibly good intel. Wow. 
it's it's the spies using assets so um being able to find like a sweet spot some sort of leverage on an employee or someone who works in in los almos or, or whatever facility they need information from and just leveraging that person until mm-hmm. they can gain information from them so they're not often the spy isn't often the person who's like getting that raw intel you know originally but they're like drawing it out of key resources and people yeah they have they're holding someone in duress or threatening their family yeah Yeah. which i didn't know that either i i had heard something like there was a plant in the manhattan project but i didn't know that that's how the russians got their information and then they caught up like it took them about four years but they caught up which is kind of scary so the whole point of all of that so in short the the threat of dangerous aircrafts was very, very real this time during during the world. Oh, and then also I found out that the CIA was created in September um, of 1947. The CIA? The CIA. The CIA. Which I was like, oh my God, that was like this right after Roswell. Is, <laughs> like, because this has, I mean... My portion of this is all like the starting of like UFO sightings. Mm-hmm. And it all starts literally right in 1947. I know. It was like the golden year of UFOs. Oh. Yeah. And the CIA covers a lot of like misinformation mm-hmm. and they create a lot of coups and also have like secret armies and secret funding. So that it just. Doesn't that wow. blow your mind? It makes so much sense. It like because they they said that the CIA was created for the Central Intelligence Agency was created in response to the Cold War. But I don't know September the fall of nineteen forty seven after this big summer, which you're going to talk about, Nick, of all these UFO sightings. I'm like. That was the, that was the only thing I was reading, and I went, "Wow!" I like, <laughs> like step back from my computer. I was like, "That's cool." <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's almost too many correlations in history at that point to not be like super interested in even just like the raw historical facts and information mm-hmm. of that period and the correlation of like UFO conspiracies and the correlation to then like aliens and stuff like that. I mean, it gets like a little far fetched for some people, but at the same time, it would be a great story to get people like disillusioned and distracted in one, a a time period when people were really panicked. Yeah. And there was a lot of like crazy world events before that. And then they were then, continuing to unfold and it it was a very unpredictable time and so people one kind of needed like this escape story of like you know maybe aliens and and extraterrestrials and stuff like that but at the same time it was a great story manufactured most likely by like the cia um and the government just to be able to say like no we're not creating like these awesome, powerful planes and ships and yeah. spaceships and rockets. And we're not monitoring the Russians to see if they're creating atomic bombs. We're not doing that. I mean, yeah, like they're like it's aliens. Yeah. They crashed the plane here. 
had a balloon. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just found it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, holy crap. Like, look into space and see if there's aliens and, and stuff like that. So it's. It's really, yeah, it's really interesting because I was trying to think like, what would be, I think you're, you said it exactly right. Like it would be a distraction. It would be having people think about the mysteries of the universe. Oh my God, we're not alone. Like that's something that could. Opposed to thinking like, oh my goodness, they just dropped the first atomic bomb, which we (laughs) barely even knew existed at at the time. Or what it would do. And what it would do. Yeah. And then they didn't just like test it and be like this is its capacity potentially mm-hmm. they actually used it and killed hundreds of thousands of lives yeah. and devastated entire cultural centers mm-hmm. and uh, and they they made a major impact and it made one hell of a statement to the yeah. world and and then you know we get into the cold war and the doomsday clock mm-hmm so that was a good setup. So now I kind of want to hear, um, I want to hear about your, all the things that I gave you, Nick, because I just want to hear about the aliens right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Honestly, though. There is actually not that much that I found from the articles and the time that I spent researching. And of course you can get like really into a lot of rabbit holes and right. stuff like that. Um, researching this. But I tried to do just some really skim surface information, not getting into like findings of bodies and little green men and stuff Uh like that. I just wanted to cover a little bit more of like what was actually reported and a little bit of like the situations at hand um, in terms of mostly UFOs. Cool. And so flying objects, no like you know, conspiracy theories or aliens or bodies or extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this is mostly like what is um, confirmed and would be said is like the raw facts. Um, so starting in uh, 1947, uh, June 14th. And so this was, you know, 1947, two years after World War II had ended. And we were like dividing up portions of Europe around the world. So like there were, there was a huge power vacuum essentially and a huge um, need for advancement in technology, um, specifically military technology. Um, And it was developing um, between two major powerhouses, the U S and the Soviet union. And so of course, needless to say, a lot of things were very quiet and very, um, there were some deep secrets. Let's just put it that way. So anyways, um, this guy is just a regular rancher in the middle of, uh, New Mexico in Roswell. Roswell is just a nothing town, you know, like it's known for nothing at the time, obviously. And, um, this rancher, uh, is like driving out. He's got like a, a lot of acreage and he's like checking it out as ranchers do. I would imagine I've never been a rancher and he, <laughs> yeah, I imagine he's in his truck and uh, he comes across all of this like wreckage and it's just like giant, like tubes of like rubber and all of this like aluminum foil and stuff. And they said that it like took up this like really big space and it had obviously like impacted into the ground. So it was clearly like wreckage from some sort of flying object. 
Um, and the dude just must have just been like, oh, this is weird, and went home. Uh, was like, well, yeah, just like wrong, I, got, I got rancher things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Busy life. Busy life. I'll, I'll say that. That's as much as I know about any farming. Um, so, meanwhile, in our home state, Washington State, um, on June 21st, so uh, the wreckage was found in Roswell on June 14th, and then, meanwhile, in Washington State, uh, June 21st, um, UFO sites were reported by, actually, by um, uh, a Navy seaman, so kind of a credible source, someone who's actually monitoring the skies and the seas and the horizons and stuff like that. So, um, and as we know, Washington state has a lot of like military sites and Navy sites and stuff like that, and air bases. So, um, in the Puget Sound, um, near Maury Island, uh, he reported seeing six UFOs and he said that he described them as flying saucers. And this was essentially the first report in the U S Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he notified like his superiors as you do if you're um, in the military. And so a few days later, um, June 24th, also in Washington State, there was an amateur pilot um, and he was flying from Washington State to Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And he saw around Mount Rainier uh, nine UFOs. Yeah. Yeah. Along with one of them being like, so he described them as like saucers. And then the other one looks like this weird, almost like a boomerang, you know, like a super sci-fi weird boomerang shape. I mean, it's not flying like a boomerang, like spinning around, it's flying like a plane. Yeah. 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 And, and so anyways, um, pretty strange. And he saw them well enough to be able to give pretty good descriptions of them. Uh, good enough that he sketched them out and then someone else made like a, a artist's rendering of what he had sketched. Mm-hmm. And, and so he, I'm going to interject for a second. He, mm-hmm. he said it looked like a saucer. If you were to like skip a stone across water, that's how it looked like it was, it was flying. And then the press yeah. turn deemed that flying saucer and so oh, yeah oh, give me one second what's up <laughs> i was gonna see if you wanted to walk outside with this, I guess. no <laughs> thanks <so. laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh i get no privacy dude i thought no privacy i know so it's like they can hear when you're talking and they're like hey What's going I told on? him this was happening. Like, he knows. I thought you're not supposed to be around he just, them. He just has nothing else to do and no one else to be around. And, dude, it's been like this the whole time. And he came in and I got straight up mad, dude. I was like, you've come in six times. I've been here for less than 24 hours. And you think that I have coronavirus. So if you think that and you're not letting me go into the rest of the house and the kitchen, don't come into my house. <laughs> I mean, they say six feet. There's not six feet between, like, where I'm laying in bed and the door. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. That sucks. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, a little window into my life. (laughs) Yeah, you think you're annoyed being around. (laughs) I'm so sorry, you guys. Like, I'm with my 
husband. So that was a, you know, Lucky, a loving like, choice. <laughs> yeah, he like wants yeah. to spend time with you, and you're like, of course. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we I'm just like, <laughs> snuggle with our dog, and <laughs> wow. Can't All right, well, let's get back to it. Getting to it. Okay, so we were talking about um, the flying saucer and how. I think it, so. June twenty fourth, it was Kenneth Arnold, and so he described it as yes. a saucer would skip across the water, and it was flying. And then the press deemed flying saucer, and so that's where that term came from. And I'll let you continue because you've got more on that, or more on the UFO sightings. Yeah. So now, after the second sighting um, in Washington State on the twenty fourth of June. We then go back to Roswell, New Mexico on July 7th mm-hmm. and where uh, our rancher decides to finally report this <laughs> aircraft that had landed like almost a month later. He's like, all right, I got my ranch and stuff done. Like, I'll take some of this stuff and go to the sheriff and see if he like thinks it's interesting oh i know why i know why he waited um okay what? so he he found you know he found all this stuff and because he doesn't go into town that much and because it was the 40s information wasn't readily available so he went to a town that um to get some lumber or whatnot which was actually called <laughs> corona <laughs> that's not ironic right now so he went there to get his lumber and they said and he was telling, you know, his his friends and stuff, oh, you know, something landed in, in the ranch that I work in. And they said, oh, you should tell the sheriff in Roswell because there's a reward for, you know, crash landing, things like that. Because the military, I don't know, they said they put out something and said, go to your sheriff or something like that. So that's why he yeah. went. Because he just didn't know sense. it was valuable. That would make sense because what the government claims it is, is a, we'll get to what they claim that it is, but they lost something. And uh-huh. so it would make sense that they're like, if you find something in your yard, yeah. know, you know, and then they're like, oh, it's not that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. No, but one no. thing I got to mention about um, his report is he, oh, I got to find it. Okay, so he said that he went to go when he went to go see what had landed because he heard an explosion. He noticed that the sheep were avoiding a certain area of the field, but the water was on the other side of the field, and they had and they weren't going to the water. And so he was like, "That that can't be good." So I got to go see what that is. And then he found this wreckage that they were avoiding, and because they were avoiding it, they weren't drinking water and okay i gotta tell you something i had a sheep once and it walked in all sorts of crap like my sheep got on top of our trampoline yeah because that's how unafraid it was of climbing on things and so and that i don't want to tell more of that story because that'll reveal how much of a redneck my upbringing kind of (laughs) was like it was it got bad (laughs) but um but and even when i've traveled like so i've been to tanzania africa i've been to bulgaria i've been to ireland and italy mind you and i didn't make more than minimum wage and that was all in my 20s so traveling's possible um 
but but I was a teenager when we went to Africa. But when I was there, you know, it's like different, po- you know, poverty stricken areas. There's livestock rummaging around in in garbage and in waste and so to me when i read that i was like those sheep knew something was wrong <laughs> like they yeah, didn't want to go near point. it <laughs> like that's a good point i mean they're whoops. pretty afraid of certain things but like animals definitely have those senses that people have lost or just don't pay attention to or something yeah and they know when something's up so that would make sense if they were like well, there's a bunch of, you know, radioactivity or like Yeah. And I don't know alien bodies over there. <laughs> yeah, and I and it, whether it's like an alien ship or it's like an experimental something that the government made, I'm sure that they were like, This doesn't smell right. So we're not gonna go near it. And I don't know. Totally. Which, Even if it smells just of like weird, you know, like airplane fuel or something, they're probably not that interested in yeah. going over. Yeah, and so that was just really that stood out to me. I was like, you gotta pay attention to the animals, man. They'll they'll yeah. tell you something. <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe don't go over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anywho, well, I'll let you continue. Our, our farmer didn't think that that was very interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna go over there anyways. <laughs> All right. So um, we get into kind of like a running up the ladder of information where um, our rancher, um, Mac Brazel, he, uh, (laughs) Brazel. Isn't uh, that a great name? (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Anyways, he runs to the sheriff in Roswell, 80 miles away, um, and tells um, Sheriff Wilcox. Uh, like this kind of stuff is like all over my property and like, seems like it fell out of the sky and maybe someone told me to go tell you. So anyways, the sheriff, um, you know, he like sends, uh, a carrier pigeon to, uh, the air base nearby. Yeah. Yeah. He sends a letter. Um, <laughs> so, um, Colonel, uh, Blanchard is the guy who receives it and he's all like, oh, okay. Like, let me tell someone else. So he like also contacts, um, major Jesse, uh, Marcel, who's an intelligence officer and has him go to the wreckage site to go and like gather what he can of all of the stuff, like get all of the wreckage together and, um, investigate what has happened. And I think maybe they just didn't know, like they're not high enough up in the government to know like what it it actually was. So they're like doing this investigation. And I, I, I wonder why he did this. And this is where it then gets into like theories. Um, but the, um, the investigator or um, uh, the intelligence officer, Marcel, he makes a statement to the Roswell report and tells them, he tells them um, their, their headline is RAAF uh, captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell. And he is claimed as saying, um, yeah, he says that they're in possession of a flying saucer. 
So he like literally claims that to the reporters mm-hmm. in, in his report. And I just wonder like, why is he giving a report in the first place when he's supposed to just be gathering information and materials and maybe even trying to do like an active physical cover up? But then he just decides like, oh, I'll tell the reporter something, you know? I just feel like this guy got fired. Pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> because no, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, the CIA definitely took care of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they fired. He didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) He got buried about two miles off that ranch. Oh my god! (laughs) He makes the report, and then the very next day, the War Department of the United States makes an open announcement stating that it was not a flying saucer, and it was actually a weather balloon. And this guy seems seems pretty stupid at that point, you know? He's like, oh yeah, we're we're in possession of this alien spaceship craft saucer thing. And then suddenly the whole war department is just like, don't listen to that guy. (laughs) Listen to us. And meanwhile... They have, like, a whole other agenda going on, most likely. So they're probably covering up whatever he either misinformed the world about or he was doing an original cover-up. And then they were like, no, no, like, we need to not let everyone freak out about potential aliens or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, we'll tell them it's a weather balloon because uh, that's probably a better story than aliens <laughs> especially because like people had just started thinking about flying saucers like that year so, yeah yeah well and the like- weather balloon would kind of make sense because he talked he said that he saw ribbons of like he said like heavy parchment paper yeah like really thick paper and, and then like, like tin, tin foil, foil. And yeah rubbers. and yeah. so n- nothing that would scream like you know um, like seven G jet, you uh-huh, know, like yeah. this is not this thing's not flying very fast with tin foil uh-huh. and hard parchment paper and rubber. Uh-huh. So wow. it would make more sense that it's what they claim it is is like this super super big um, air balloon, and mm-hmm. this air balloon is like monitoring um, Russian potential Russian nuclear activity. Then why did it land over New Mexico? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it's actually coming from Los Alamos, which oh. at the time no one knows about. Right. It's a, huh. it's a secret city, and it's not far from the border. No, it's is it? It's in New Mexico, right? Yeah. yeah. Los Alamos is about three Near and a half Mexico. hours away, driving time from Roswell. So it's in yeah. New, it's in like it's north of like Albuquerque. And New Mexico, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's um, it's not that hard to believe that like they flew it up in the air. It's supposed to go really far out and like really high up, and then say they lose it because mm-hmm. it's probably being held with just like weird cables and stuff like that. It's probably an unmanned uh, craft as well. So they lost it. They're like, whoops. but what they don't want is the rest of the world knowing that they're like really scared that the russians are um developing atomic weapons yeah yeah so what would so what do we think the motivation was behind 
Jesse, is it Blanchard or whatever his name is, the intelligence uh, guy? Uh, Jesse uh, Marcel. Marcel, totally off on the last name. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking cover up originally, and but I was also thinking maybe he's drank enough of the Kool-Aid of like these other stories only a month before right. of like UFOs and stuff. So maybe he's just his own conspiracy theorist. Oh yeah. And, he just like truly believes in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he thinks he's hot and he's all like, <laughs> Oh, there's reporters here, you know? And this tiny town of Roswell has got their one reporter, you know, he's like, 18 <laughs> and he's like hey buddy got any you know information on me like oh yeah guy let me tell you my name is spelled military intelligence officer i think it's flying saucer i don't know because i I think I watched too many X Files growing yes. up, <laughs> and so it's growing up it's, more like twenty minutes before we start. <laughs> so it's it's hard for me to like. There was just one really great episode of this guy and this like struggle where he knew he knew that there was a bunch of alien stuff going on, and then it finally got out to like a normal. And this is all you know. Nobody knows. Um, but then, like, some random farmer found it, and he's like, here's my way to tell the world, because this guy found it, so we can't cover it up. And he said that, like, fully knowing he was going to lose his job. And so I have this, like, beautiful like, story yeah. in my head of, like, yeah, you go, guy, but, you know. He's the whistleblower. Yeah. But in reality, he more sounds just like he was speaking out of, term <laughs> do you know what i yeah. mean <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah. and it was but i don't know what made this story blow up so much because there was more interesting sightings and kind of like more interesting things that have happened i don't know why roswell is the one that everyone knows i think it might be because because he came out and said it and then the war department was like no 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 that's not what happened something up then wow, that must be, it must be, you know, something big. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but that's what I think why it got so much attention. Do you think he's a whistleblower and the government's like a day later is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And tries to settle things down. But in reality, okay. This, this gets me onto another thing. Do you think that most UFO sightings are actually military like and government airplanes that we either don't know are like physically possible to like do the kinds of things that they do um or do you think that it actually is like extraterrestrial aircraft no no okay that's i a have a very i believe in aliens yes but i definitely do not think that people out there be like seeing ufos around i definitely think it's definitely the military and i also think that like there's so much about the about the military that we don't know because they don't right. tell us everything. Right. Mm-hmm. No, they're very obviously. Yeah. And what and they so, do least is like stuff that's so unrelevant now that like we get to know about it now, but like it wouldn't change anything. Yeah. 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 And they don't tell us the whole story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because why would they, you know, incite panic or whatnot? With me, I... Yeah, and it's a bureaucracy. They're trying to cover their own ass. Yeah. 
With me, I really, I don't know. I think when it comes to flying saucers, I'd be more likely to think that it's the military because I don't know. I feel like how like life on other planets actually is, is very different than our pop culture. Like idea. Like, I don't know if they're little green men with big eyes and tiny mouths and naked little, no, you know, and add no like sexual anatomy bodies. They always show them like these like creatures. (laughs) And like, I'm like, how do they? They got no, no, nothing. Like, like, there's nothing there. (laughs) We've developed past that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. So I, I would like to think that they, that there is intelligent life form and in a weird way i have like a star trek view of it where they're just light years ahead of us <laughs> like but yeah. hopefully they're not like out to get us <laughs> yeah i think it would be too much effort to like have war between worlds because oh, yeah. like It'd be effort. but i if they want to come and do some tests that don't hurt people but i'm thinking more like plant life you know that's yeah. what i would think they'd be, they'd be like thinking about vegetation yeah they're biologists they're just like oh little test tubes and like plucking some plants like whoa system yeah we've never seen that before in our (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that's kind of how i picture aliens i don't think that they're probing people i think they could observe people but why would they need that i don't know what they're gathering like what would they what need? Information they're yeah. gathering from probing that they couldn't just find out in other ways. Exactly. Like, maybe ask him a question, not just like shove it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're like, they're like, no, no, no. This will solve it way quicker. Trust me. Yeah. Just anally do it, and well, there's like, like other ways. Them. You can get hair from a hairbrush, you know, you can get urine from a toilet, like, I don't know. And we're a pretty destructive, like, species. I we're not super, like, no. we're why would they want anything from us? We'd, we'd be yeah. happier to we'd give it up. We'd pretty much just tell you about, like, what's happening, you know? Like, yeah. We'd be a lot of persuading happening. We're just, you know. Yeah. You pick up the right stoner and he'll let you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll just talk your ear off or something. I do. remember the whole experience. On that it note, just, I, I do think that if... If aliens were trying to get information, they would get information from like lower class people, which are usually those that claim to be abducted because no one would believe their testimony. You know what I mean? If you think of an alien abductee, I don't know what you guys think of, but I think of someone that doesn't have a lot of education, someone that... I've met them. Yeah, yeah. like crazy. You know? <laughs> so I think like of like actual... Crazy. Yeah. I think of yeah. Cedra Woolley, like, type people. <laughs> like, <laughs> just dropped it. And if I have any listeners, <laughs> I don't mean you, I mean, you know, the dumb... Like, 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 your dumb your neighbor. Dad, your grandma, your sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But, you know, yeah, like, that's, you know, that like, the just, like, non-educated, really rural person that is like, I don't need to know the news, you know, like, that type, the hills have eyes yeah, type really people. You know, like, the rednecks. I might yeah. cut that out. I'll just, I'll just say, town close to where we live. I'll just, like, insert it. <laughs> Keep it, keep it. <laughs> if someone's from Cedro, they're literally, like, I have friends from Cedro. They're literally going to go, like, damn right. Yeah. Like, going to think of people they know, just like I'm doing In right their now. town, like, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I know. Like, yeah, not me, but like, yeah, my mom, yeah. my dad, like, my neighbor, yeah. my guy from my class. <laughs> but like, that would be the type of person to get information from because then it just wouldn't be questioned. But, but yeah, as far as flying, so I don't think they would be that dumb to be like seen. Oh, yeah, no. If they They're can travel like, so to our much. planet, Oh, yeah. they're I mean, they're gonna be way ahead of us <laughs> so. yeah i have i have very differing opinions on what i think of aliens depending on different information so first of all the likelihood of extraterrestrial life in general and then we can approach the idea of like their development but the chance of like the, the projected, like, chance of there being other planets that can sustain life is beyond, like, confirmable. We, we've confirmed that there are so many possible planets in, like, different galaxies that the chance of at least one or two having life is amazing. So what, I, what I'm trying to say is there are thousands and, and hundreds of billions of trillions of planets, and... They're all located in such a way that there's got to be life. Oh, yeah. What, what, like, developmental stage that they're at totally differs. But the, like, amount of planets and vastness, there's got to be some that are significantly more advanced than us. What that looks like, who knows? You know, is it, like, can they astral project and, like, literally step between dimensions maybe they don't even need spaceships i love that theory that'd be so cool that's an amazing oh my god it's like have you seen stargate like in stargate atlantis it's like that like that's yeah (laughs) or or, yeah and like maybe um sophistication on another planet isn't like developing and building new technology necessarily and it's just actually working with your planet and like (laughs) figuring out natural forms and cultivation oh my god i'm so into it yes that's i love what you're saying interest in our planet you know so in terms of like i i think that we're so um ethnocentric that we're like oh aliens would be like us they're gonna colonize their planets and and they're going to be violent and you know and really that's like us being like so what would we do if oh, we it's like less developed than ours oh my god it's like projecting be like what's up yeah. <laughs> just like kill them all off with a disease and like other latent effects of us just walking on their planet you know and being like oh what's that oh that's cool oh we'll, we'll take that you know <laughs> let's just destroy it and take it with us <laughs> yeah exactly like avatar yes okay on this topic i i totally have something that's that's very cool but i'm gonna i'm gonna hang on to it um, is there anything else on UFOs that you were looking at that you wanted to share before? Um, just the whole war, you know, um, department, like making that statement and everything <laughs> about the balloon. Um, oh, and then Project Mogul. So it was conducted out of two places, Washington, D.C. and Los Alamos. It had to do, it was, I mean, Los Alamos is known specifically for the development of atomic weapons. And 
So that being said, and how classified that city was, mm-hmm. um, city, it, uh, there was a, probably a lot of other projects going on, not only to do with atomic weaponry. So what they claim uh, Project Mogul was, was a project of high-altitude balloons, ones that are 657 feet from tip to tail. And, yeah, which is, like, 105 feet longer than, like, the national, or the, like, was it, like, the National Monument or something? Yeah, it's it's massive. And those high-altitude balloons would be then, as I previously mentioned, would be um, monitoring russia from a distance so we'd be able to like with certain devices on it at its altitude in uh the asthenosphere it would be able to sense whether there are like atomic explosions in like certain ranges if you like point it that direction so they've of course got it pointed towards the soviet union and they're like all right do we pick up you know atomic explosions and stuff and of course they because they didn't have it yet. And it was only our fault for developing it in the first place they had it at all. So, <laughs> mutually assured destruction was really just our fault. Oh, yeah. That's so sad. But we did end World War II. We didn't but at end what, yet. Yeah. At what cost, though? At what cost? And could we have done something differently? And the answer is yes. Thanks for listening. I hope you join us next time for part two. Scare you later. If there is life on other planets, then the Earth is the universe's insane asylum. Voltaire The universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. Neil deGrasse Tyson Somewhere, something incredible is waiting to be known.